What up, mother fathers, sons and daughters, and everybody in between? This week's episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father is brought to you by our friends at Go Macro. So many tasty details about Go Macro later in the show. But until then, as always, enjoy the show. This is still the right show. Yeah, we'll meet you where you are in your life or your car. If you need all your fire, you got a cat or a dog. Good vibes or a problem in school or got a job. We just want to know who you are. So we can say thank you for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yay! Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Danielle Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both Hit adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. And boy, is it a show this week. It's such a good one. We very rarely bring guests on the show. Um, I think because we, <laughs> we... Honestly, it's just easier for us to not do it. And okay, full transparency, the response to like the episodes where it's just you and I has typically been better. It seems like people enjoy those a little bit more. Uh-huh. But, but what we like to do is like when, when we're a fan of somebody or when something is like really close to what's going on in our life, then we, we try to be really selective now about who we bring in to tackle those subjects. Yes. So, and... That being said, we brought on the one and only expert in real estate and business and extraordinaire TV. and TV. He is an expert in TV. Um, he comes from a theater background. Mr. Ryan Serhant. Um, you may know him from Million Dollar Listing New York on Bravo. Top three favorite shows, just saying. Or um, he is the author of Sell It Like Serhant and Big Money Energy. Um, I believe he may also, well, he, you can find him on Instagram as well. Um, and he's just a really great source for all things real estate. He's one of the best. All things business and, and, and just mindset too. Like yeah. I haven't read his books, but I will. Um, because I respect what he's accomplished and his ambition. Um, like to me, the craziest thing is, and you'll hear this in the conversation is he talks about when and why he came to New York, um, and where he started in terms of not that it's the most important thing, but this is how you judge like, uh, growth in many ways, uh, when it comes to success, like where he started in terms of what he was living in mm-hmm. versus like, if you're familiar with him and watch the show, like where he's at in his life now. And it's only been 13 years, yeah, which sounds like a lot for some people, but it's really nothing because I graduated from college. I don't know. 10 years ago, 10 years ago. And it feels like it was that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're so right. Um, I, I just, I really want you guys to listen to this episode and have an open mind. If anyone out there is in this stage of life, which I feel like at any age you can be in this stage of life where you're trying to figure out, you know, how you're going to handle it all and how you're going to be the best at it and how you're going to find that success and find that rhythm for yourself. I feel like he's a really great person to, um, hear from because he's he's done it all. Yeah. Um, should we just get into the episode? 
We scrap in wins and fails? I mean, do you have one? I mean, yeah. Okay, fine. Hit us with a win and fail. Okay, so the win... Honestly, it's a win and a fail. Win and a fail. It's a dad moment. We needed a quiet house for this Uh. interview, this conversation. And we just sent Gio off for the first time with somebody in a car other than us. Yeah. Which is like, it's so crazy. I walked away like, you know, with the fake cry, but I really felt that inside because it felt like we just sent our boy off to school or something. And it's just wild because he's never done anything like that. Yeah. But what's cool about it is that he was so excited. Yeah. And that's a win for us because I don't know, you know, that saying where it's like, um, you know, actually, I don't know that. No, you want, you want that. Yeah. You want that. Like, it's like the fleeing of the nest. Like you want them to be able to fly. You want them to be able, but it hurts in the same, at the same time. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, my kid is so confident and excited and eager to experience new things. And you're like, wait a second. Why aren't you, why don't you want to be home with me? I'm okay with that part. It's more of like, it's just, it's just the unknown territory. Oh yeah. You know, but you're right. I think giving them the opportunities to do things like this, and he'll have plenty of them as he gets older, just makes him a more well-rounded person. Yeah. You know? I'm excited for him. And I thought that I would be a little more emotional about him, but he's go- he's with my aunt, everyone, and he's going to go visit my grandma. Well, we literally had like a 10-minute window. I had to pull a car seat out of <laughs> my car, throw it in her car. We had to get him in, and then we were running back inside to start a conversation because three minutes later. Because this is adulting like a mother-father. Yeah. Um, but we did it, and here we are, and it feels good to know that he's having a whole new experience. And when Gio has new experiences, much like us all, okay, and I think we all can relate to this because we're all, a lot of us are cooped up, especially us these days um, in California, but... When you have new experiences, it literally broadens your mind. Like you open up, you you look at things differently. Like the only thing that I could use an example that comes straight to mind is anytime I've had to travel for work or even just for vacation, anytime I'm out of my element, I have just a different perspective on life. I have a different energy about myself and I come back to, to life wanting to do more and see more and be more. Um, so that's, Yeah. That's something I hope he gets from this experience. Same. Same. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you want to just get into it? Did you have a win and fail? I mean, want? my win was being able to talk to Ryan. I, I Listen, yeah. I've had such an affinity for real estate. It's not something I've pursued full time. But if you haven't listened before. Or I, part time. I, I did get my license. Okay. Which wasn't easy, especially for me, because I actually relate to a lot of what Ryan said. My focus I have, I want to be doing a lot of things. I have a big capacity, but like, I don't know. Yeah, anytime, I, like for any certification or degree or whatever, anytime you have to like really focus and you have to study, take tests and pass tests, like it takes a lot a of out of you. It's an adulting win. Yeah, it is. And it's an adulting win for sure. Um, so you guys, without further ado, I want you to really hone in on this episode. He's a great person to take just a few nuggets away from. And um, we'll be back at the end of the show to set you off. All right, everyone, sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. Are you guys ready for some exciting news? Our friends at Go Macro have just released their newest macro bar flavor, Lemon Plus Lemon. You may have heard me talk about it on Instagram. It's one of my favorite bars. I love, I just love like a lemon bar that doesn't taste too 
lemony. It's like the perfect amount of lemon with the perfect amount of like creaminess. It's just so good. Um, it's like a, a glass of freshly squeezed lemonade on a sunny day. The new Simple Splendor Macro Bar is bursting with the brightness of organic lemon, crispy puffed brown rice, and rich organic cashew butter made with 10 grams of plant-based protein and a whole lot of sunshine, they say. Get ready for a snack that elevates your day every day. Go Macro also offers delicious organic bars made for kids. The kids macro bars come in four amazing flavors, including chocolate chip cookie dough, peanut butter cup, double chocolate brownie, and oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. Let me just pop in and say that may be my favorite macro bar of all of them. Which one? The lemon? The kids oatmeal oh. <laughs> chocolate chip cookie. Sorry. Okay. okay. Um, all macro bar products are made from simple, high quality ingredients that are certified organic, vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, clean, raw, and soy-free. Get your hands on Go Macro's delicious macro bars by visiting gomacro.com and using promo code ADULTING for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders over $50. Okay? Just go to gomacro.com and use promo code ADULTING for 30% off. Now back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Guys, the one and only Ryan Serhant. Ryan, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father, where we talk about all things adulting, including real estate. Uh, so listen, we reached out because we wanted to have you on the show for a couple of reasons. One, we're just big fans of you and Million Dollar Listing. And two, we, we just bought a new home. We're trying to figure out whether we sell or rent our current one. We're going through some renovations. So we have a ton of real estate questions for you, and we thought you'd be the perfect person to address those. Um, and we want to get to all that. But before we do, let's talk about the more important stuff. How's dad life? How's the family? How's Amelia? How's Zena? Uh, great. Thank you. They're in Greece. You know, my deal um, with them with my wife when I got married was I'm allowed to work all the time, whenever I want, do whatever I want with no questions asked. You can go to Greece, June, July, August, fully paid, no questions asked. And then we have the baby. So that's what they do. So they go to Greece. I get to go the first week of July, first week of August. Um, and I just get to work and build and do what I want to do. And, you know, it's important for her and her family to be in Greece and be connected to the Greek community and culture and all that. Cause they're definitely not New Yorkers. Uh, and it's a good, it's a good compromise. So I don't see them in the summer other than the first week of July and the first week of August. That's crazy. Uh, I definitely miss them now, but there's a little, you know, FaceTime and all that. And we'll see how it goes once the baby gets older and like has full on sentence conversations with me. And if she really wants to be there for three months, so we'll see, but, uh, looking forward to getting them back in a couple of weeks. I have a lot of questions around that. So brace yourself. But first of all, does that balance sound um, or is it as easy as you make it sound? Uh, It's easy for me. Uh, You know, I think any, listen, I I learned a long time ago, like one, you've got to know what your strengths are and you got to know what your weaknesses are, not just as a professional, but also as like a human being, right. As, as a man and as a woman, Otherwise, you're never going to know what you want in a partner or what you want in a business partner or in coworkers. And you'll either just be somebody who, who coasts by your entire life and gets nowhere, or you're going to be someone who's epically forever frustrated mm. because you're just not being explicit enough with what you really want. Mm. You know? 
Um, and I learned that the hard way. And so I became very clear on like what I want. And I, listen, I was in New York, I was single, dated, and I was very, very aware of the, of what I didn't want. Um, and then when I met Amelia, I was like, ah, so I think this could really work, right? Um, this is what I want my focus to be. I understand what your focus is. Um, and I think if we both come together, right, both kind of in our own streams and then we meet and meet and meet versus one person is just swimming hard and the other's tagging along and feels left out or one person is swimming left and the other person swimming right and then you're never going to meet in the middle can be really, really hard. Um, and so I was really careful when I got into the relationship of making sure that it was one that was hopefully going to work for me. And listen, we still have our issues and fights and just like any couple, right? And there's yeah. bullshit and things that you go through. Um, uh, but the way we live our life definitely isn't one. And from, you know, from speaking to a lot of friends and clients who have that issue, I'm just so thankful mm. that yeah. that's something I don't have to deal with. Interesting. I, I think, um, like, obviously we didn't know about that sort of relationship that you guys have. And it seems like it's pretty unique from what I've seen and experienced, um, which is really cool. Right. And the fact that you get to focus so much on business and your ambitions is amazing. Um, on that note, what do you think, if anything stands out to you in terms of like what sets you apart from everybody else? Mm. I think I have, uh, I, ha I, I think I have an incredible capacity. Um, I can do a significant amount at one time and I can keep a lot going at one time. There is no single day where I had one or two things to do, even if it's a Saturday or Sunday. And it's kind of a blessing and a curse, right? Like I do wish that I could just be chill sometimes. <laughs> Um, but you know, my capacity for multiple things has enabled me to do what I want whenever I want to do it. Right. And really be able to grow and to also move faster against adversity. Meaning that like when I came to New York city and decided to get into the real estate business, you know, I wanted to be five years ahead of my career in year one. Uh, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to have to wait to meet all these people and network. And I didn't, I wasn't able to be from New York city or go to these schools or be born rich or wait for luck to find me. So how am I going to do that and move forward as quickly as possible so that, you know, one day when I start my own company, like I did last year, I want people to say, how do you do all this? And how did it happen so fast when I'm going to know exactly what I did and how much sacrifice I made over the last, what was it? 12 years. Um, uh, so I think capacity is a, is a big one for me. Um, uh, my favorite word I think has to be initiative when I'm older. I think I want to change that because that's just going to suck as a favorite word. I want it to be like love or chocolate or something. <laughs> um, but right now, like I, I am only as good as the initiative that I take day in and day out, week in, week out, yeah. you know, like even for example, like even this morning, you know, I, I didn't fall asleep till after midnight last night and my alarm went off at four 30 uh, and it totally sucked. Right. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I wanted to do was get out of bed and go to the gym. Um, but my day started at seven 30 and I knew if I didn't do it, there's no time for me to work out. And I also know myself that if I don't start my day on the best possible foot, even if it sucks, even if it's hard, it's the rest of the day is going to be shot and who knows what's going to happen today. 
right? I think the first thing you do every single day is the first impression you have on that day. And if you're not careful, your first impression is your last impression. And I just don't think any of us are in the position, I mean, maybe Bezos, but mm-hmm. many of us just aren't in the position where we can throw days away. Yeah. But that's also, I want to be careful. Like, I'm not saying you have to be a lunatic and work your ass off and not sleep every single day because that's also not true. But for me personally, you asked me for me, what sets me apart? Like it's a Monday morning and I'm, I'm not letting tired fucking win. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Um, As a parent and a business owner, I mean, that's like the through line, right? (laughs) Tired. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's a, listen, everything is, everything's a struggle and everything's frustrating and we're all trying to do way more than we should. And I mean, look at, look at all, look at the three of us, like the three of us do 50 more things a week than our parents ever did because the opportunity wasn't even on the table. Mm. There are things that we can now do because of our phones and the computers and the zooms that we're doing right now that it wouldn't have even made sense to our parents. Right. When we were born, I don't know how old you guys are. I'm 37, but like, if I think about early eighties, like the, the truth of 2021 is too big for my parents' brain in 1984, because it would have seemed like a science fiction movie. And so imagine where we will be when my daughter is 37, you know, and I just hope I can catch up to her or I hope she's fucking awesome. Goes by one name. That's why we named her Xena and totally takes care of me for the rest of my life. (laughs) Um, That's what I'm trying to coach her to do. I'm like, you need to grow up and you need to take down Taylor Swift. (laughs) You need to just be great because I want to follow you around the world. You know, I'll be, I'll be your handler. I'll totally be your bodyguard. That'll be great. If you're crushing it, let's go. Your optimism is what I think so many people are like drawn to. Um, and just you saying that alone, like I, sometimes I feel like I look at things in a slightly more pessimistic way and I'm fairly optimistic by nature, but when it comes to like the future and the kids and you bringing all that up, it just makes me wonder like, do you got, do you have any fears around anything <laughs> or do you just go into everything with like energy and fire? Yeah. Uh, the fear is what my wife is for, right? <laughs> she, um, uh, she is terrified and afraid of absolutely everything. Uh, and it's a lot, mm. it's a lot. And so there's a good balance there because she gets freaked out about things that I never would even think about. But I, I, I don't know. I think the way that I'm wired is such that, like, what is the absolute worst that can happen? Am I going to die? Right. The two, the two worst things that can happen to any of us are you die or go to jail. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I, I can't find the government. Okay. If, if I get arrested for anything, who knows? That'd be really bad. I've seen enough Netflix documentaries now to know that that's going to really suck. And two, I don't want to die. I, I've got, this is my one life. It's the only one I know. Yeah. Anything else, not nearly as bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like even saying hi to strangers on the street when I first got into the business and, you know, people were complaining about not having any business, not having any clients, not having any leads. I'm like, okay, if I go down onto the corner and talk to strangers, is it going to make me feel personally uncomfortable? Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Am I shy? Yes. Am I going to not know what to say? Yes. Might my hands get sweaty? Yes. Am I going to get punched in the face? Mm, probably not. So what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Could I be stabbed from saying hi? Probably not. But also maybe I don't say hi to people that look like they have a knife. Um, uh, you know, so let's be smart about it. And uh, the best thing that could happen is I, 
I change my life for good forever because I can meet one person that says one thing that turns into one thing that does this, that does that. And that's exactly what happened. And like, it's just proven to me, you know, the power of outreach and the power of like getting into a car. You're in LA, right? So you spend a lot of time in a car. Um, you can, uh, you know, you can look out the window on the left and you can see sunny skies or you can look out the window on the right and have it be raining, but you still have to drive. Now, if you're in LA, it's always sunny. So maybe that's not a fair analogy, but you're in New York, right? Where it's like sunny this morning and now it's about to start raining every day. Um, you do have that choice. And I just choose not to be unhappy. There's definitely things that make me unhappy. I lose deals every day and I get really pissed off. People don't do what they say they're going to do and I pay them and it gets me really pissed off. You know, like I have pet peeves and I definitely ride an emotional roller coaster. But at the same time, I'm very, very grateful for my day and very fortunate for the opportunity that I have and super, I feel very, very lucky. Um, uh, and I don't want to take it for granted and I don't want to waste a single minute being angry or upset or negative about a future that I don't know. Because I think that the greatest way to predict a bad future is to talk about the possibility of it being bad. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like you see that all the time. You see like the media predicts the shit that we go through because they talk about it all the time. And then it's like, well, what did you think was going to happen? If you put it out there and talk about it and then, but what's amazing is that happens on the bad side, but also happens on the good side, right? Like I, um, like I, I wrote a book last year. Okay. Um, uh, during COVID called big money energy, because it's what I called confident people when I first got in the city, cause I had no money. Um, and, uh, and it works on the flip side because if you project yourself as the person you want to be two years out, that person in the future, before you know it, you're going to be that person way before those two years because yep. it's what you've been telling the world. And it's not fake it till you make it. It's being future you right now. If you tell everybody, listen, we're going to have the greatest, biggest podcast in the world and you work on it every day, like eventually you will. Maybe it's in a year, maybe it's in 10 years, who knows? But that success is somewhere around some bend in the river that you're paddling down. And the only way it doesn't happen is if you get off the fucking boat. I agree. Boom! Throw agree. that pen. Damn it. <laughs> yes, son. This is what I needed. Let, so, okay, let's let's talk about a lot of this in one thing right here. Let's talk about getting on the boat. So you started your own brokerage, right? Last year in 2020. What Can you talk about the mindset around expanding when everybody else is scared and contracting? <laughs> There's the yeah. mindset right there, right? Yeah, I I, I think, listen... I'm a deal guy now, like not by birth, right? This is definitely not the way I thought my life was going to go, but I, um, I've been trained now over the past now 13 years to recognize a good deal when I see it. And a good deal also is, is equivalent to a good opportunity. Um, and there's never a good time to change your life. You know, you're always too busy. Look at the, look at the COVID housing market. The only reason so many people are buying houses and the only reason all these houses are selling so fast isn't because all of a sudden houses are exciting. It's because all of a sudden people had the opportunity to pay attention to it because when you're busy and you're having a baby and you got to get to work and you're sitting in commute, blah, 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 we'll deal with it on Saturday, right? We'll deal with it next weekend. And then it's the holidays. And then you just fall into that cycle. 
But if all of a sudden you get time to think about it, you're like, you know what, maybe I should. And the whole world said the same thing. Um, uh, uh, you know, and so I, you know, I looked at COVID as one, a terrible thing. I mean, it was terrifying, right? March, 2020 was insane. Uh, you know, it was like the world's over stock market tanking. There's a death ticker on TV all day long, talking to the media, right? Projecting. It's like the media wants more people to die. So we're going to remind you how many people are dying every day. Uh, it's so stupid. And then, um, but I looked at it as an amazing opportunity because I said, you know what? Anybody can start a business when things are great, but also no one's going to care because anybody could do it. I think this is a good time for me to quietly sneak out the back door. No one's paying attention. Apparently CNBC saying everyone's dying. So I'm going to build my business in the background. I'm not allowed to leave my damn house. So I've got time and um, I'm going to write, create the business plan. I'm going to hire secretly because guess what? Wow. A lot of people just got fired. <laughs> These are great workers that I would never be able to get before. So I'm going to jump on that opportunity. And is it terrifying? Yes. Do I think I'm ever going to make money ever again? Who knows? Um, uh, but life always finds a way. And then I was the only person to start a real estate firm, uh, you know, on the East Coast of all places in 2020. And so it enabled us to be incredibly loud without having to run out on the street and do a damn parade the way I would have to do it if I was launching today. So we got a full page write up on the front page of the real estate section of the Wall Street Journal, September 15th. We got a full on profile in New York Magazine, and they've never profiled a real estate broker or brokerage ever because we were doing something at a time when other people just weren't doing it. And we were able to make waves, right? And get people to pay attention. I think with any business, it's 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 a matter of how do you how do you cut through that noise because right? anybody can create good shit but how are you going to create it in such a way that people actually pay attention um and starting a business during covid was a good way to do it amazing yeah great way to do it uh makes me think of like getting getting attention to me it's it's like the hardest and the easiest thing to do at the same time right because there's so much going on there's so much noise but also we've never had the ability to create attention like we do today is there anything like that you consider sort of your your secret sauce other than just taking opportunities when when other people aren't you know i I think that it's about creating quality consistent content for your target base i think where people get confused is they just do you know bruce lee actually had a quote um and i'm going to totally butcher it but you want to practice one kick a thousand times Instead of practicing a thousand kicks one time, yeah, get known for your thing. Do your thing, and that thing will branch, and that one kick will turn into a punch, and then you'll be known for the kick and the punch, and then branch, and then move, and then go into different avenues. And you see it with like celebrities, right? Like, why, why does Ryan Reynolds have a gin company and a mobile operator and a marketing? But he started as the guy on that TV show called Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. Um, and he started being the funny guy, right? Yeah. And it, and it continued and he's still the funny guy, right? That movie free guy that just came out, same guy that he was on, on that thing, because he practices that one kick a thousand times, but the success of doing that kick so well has enabled him to go into punches and elbows and headbutts, um, uh, not to get violent. And so, you know, I think that you've got to really be known for that thing. You know, something I talk to new salespeople about all the time and, you know, our, our educational platform goes into it really heavily is, you know, 
you could run around all day long with your head cut off like a chicken and be busy, 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 busy. And then in three years, you're going to say, holy shit, I've been so busy, but what do I have to show for it? I make the same amount of money. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I don't feel good. And then you're going to blame the business and then you're going to blame your life, right? And then you're going to quit. So how do you be known as the one who? Like the one who X. And that can apply to anything in life. So in real estate sales, it's the one who sells Fifth Avenue's on co-op, you know, Fifth Avenue co-ops um, uh, on the Upper East Side, let's say, or two bedrooms in Dumbo, Brooklyn. Be known as the one who sells that one thing you've sold. Now do it over and over and over and over. Know that name. And then one client's going to take you elsewhere. And then another client's going to say, hey, could you help me over here? And then another and so on and so forth. Right. And that goes for absolutely any business. Um, because people want to hire experts and they want to hire the best in the business. They don't want to hire the person that is okay at lots of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. It's great advice. Uh, this, this just comes from a place of curiosity. If you were to practice another kick at some point, like what's, what could you see yourself doing outside of real estate? I mean, I, I came to New York to uh, do theater, um, but you can't, make any, you can't make any money doing it. And rent is really expensive. And so is food. Like the cost of a banana in New York City should be illegal. So it's crazy. Um, uh, and, you know, tried, you know, uh, acting. I did one movie with Ben Stiller called While We're Young. Um, that was just an amazing, amazing time. Uh, but then, you know, real estate is a full-time job. And so it takes a lot, a lot of time. I would say, you know, if I ever got the opportunity to do that again, to either go on stage again, where I could afford the time, like that would be a cool kick to go back to. Yeah. That's what I was hoping you'd say. Um, should we dive into some of the, we have a lot of um, little quick questions from some of yeah. our listeners who are really interested in real estate. Yeah. Let's come back to like our original questions. So we, so we're in a smaller home in, in Sherman Oaks. If you're familiar with LA, uh, like you said, we're, we're going about 30 minutes Northwest from here. We bought a bigger place, just get closer to family and all that. Yeah. From your experience, like, are you holding any properties? Like, how do you look at selling what you currently have versus renting it out? Uh, I mean, I just did something similar. I just, you know, I had a, uh, a big apartment in Soho for a long time and I didn't want to sell it in the, the current marketplace in New York. And so I rented it out for two years, got a great tenant, rented real fast um, and moved into a townhouse in Brooklyn. Um, and just finished it. They're actually there taking photos of the house right now. Fucking the longest three-year process of my life. Um, uh, but it's, you know, it's good for me. It's good for the family. It's a lot more bedrooms, outdoor space, quieter streets, you know, and it's, and I do a lot of work out there too. And her brother's in Brooklyn. So it's like kind of quote unquote closer to family, let's say. Um, uh, but now I have a, you know, I, I own other real estate too, but you know, in terms of our, our personal property, we still own the place in Soho and, you never know, right? You know how many clients I've worked with in my life who've said to me, like, oh man, you know, I owned a loft down there. You know, I sold it in 89 and it was a different time. You can understand it was a different time, but you know, I bought it for $50,000 and that was so much money. My parents said I was stupid at the time. Ryan, what's that worth? I'm like, uh, probably like 5 million. Crazy. <laughs> you know? And so it's, it's it's kind of what we talked about at the beginning of the you know this podcast, right? It's about like it's you, you got to be okay with waiting for the future and building for future you, um, and otherwise you're going to react, right? 
you don't want to be reactionary um, because that's when you're going to sell when you don't need to, right? Or you're going to be right. so freaked out during a cash crunch, which is when most people sell. You know, there's been lots of financial crises uh, over the years and people freak out, freak out, freak out. And then, you know, six months, two years later, everything's okay. And it's like, oh, I should have held. I should have held. It was just too tough and too nervous and it's fine. And they justify the reasons to them. But then someone else came in and got a great opportunity and a great deal. So I'm a fan, especially in the United States, of, of real estate and of buying and holding real estate because there is only so much of it. Um, you got to be smart about the types of real estate that you buy, though. Right? You want to make sure that you buy light with you know real estate with great light and air. You want to make sure that you're buying something that you can really see yourself into. You don't want to overextend yourself, but you want to push yourself a little bit, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, which is important. And uh, you know, and that's why I think you're seeing the housing market the way it is right now. Average days on market throughout the country is non-existent anymore. It's insane um, uh, because the value of a home is an amazing, tangible asset that you just can't find anywhere else. It's crazy. Right. It's cool to hear you say that because I feel like if you talk to people who have this broad financial portfolio, some of them steer away from tangible real estate and they focus more on the market or you know investing in companies or whatever it may be. So I think our gut has always said buy and hold, especially because we saw ourselves living here and it does have that light air. Like it's... For me, it's attractive, right? So you would hope that it would be attractive to others in sure. now and in the future. Um, so that's great advice. I appreciate you being honest. And by the way, we love your new house. Congrats. It's gorge. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Uh, as we're going through a similar process with our new place, uh, obviously on a smaller scale, but still... The are you renovating? Oh, are. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for us? Because because watching your project obviously was a massive project, right? It looks like it was stressful at times, obviously expensive. Um, any advice in terms of just getting through it as efficiently and as easy easily as possible? Listen, it's like anything. It's about preparation is key. The biggest mistake you can do in any renovation is just sort of winging it and seeing how it goes, right? Prepare to a point where you are uncomfortable and know all the numbers, budget it through and do it all upfront. Even if it's annoying, even if you're like, I don't want to be rushed. I want to pick the paint colors when I see it. Don't rush me to pick the fucking carpet. No, you should be rushed and you should figure it out. You know why? Because you can always change the end carpet. But if you don't budget for it now, then you're going to get stuck and in trouble later. So prepare, do the homework now, know everything all in because renovation costs can really run away from you and can be really stressful on relationships. It's a big source of business for me. I see it all the time. I take over half-finished renovation jobs and sell them because the couple just nearly killed each other. Mm -hmm. They don't want to deal with it anymore. Then they hate the house and they hate each other and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So just have everything up front, clear, concise communication, expectations. It's like the secret to a happy life. And Anybody that's not that doesn't like that, right, who's like, well... Well, I don't know why you're pushing me. I don't know why you're, you know, you're, you're going so strong. It's like, all right, well, then we shouldn't engage on a really expensive renovation together. Like we should just, let's not do that. Yeah. Um, we should just watch TV and try to pay our bills that way. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it makes a hundred percent. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Listen, those, those costs do rise and construction costs are getting more and more and more expensive. Um, and then, you know, 
try to continue to make it fun and just always remind yourself why you're doing the renovation and it's, you know, for the end game. But, you know, I, I don't know. I might not be the best person to have that conversation with because New York City renovations are are not for the faint of heart, which is why there are no renovation shows on any TV channel or streaming network based in New York City because not even the camera guys would be able to handle the stress. Wow. Um, because in Waco, Texas, you can renovate a house in three weeks, right? Super simple, super easy, make it look good. You know, expectation on quality, not that crazy. New York, it's like, all right, you want to change out those windows? I need $350,000 in nine months of your life. Now, what about the rest of the house? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. That's You're insane, so man. right. I, I am an avid renovation viewer and I, you're right. Your, your show is probably the first that I've seen something like almost from start to finish. Right. And, we yeah, didn't no, really and, it, get and it was a whole show that was just based in on that one house. Right. Cause it takes so long. It just, yeah. I mean, that show took, you know, there was only four episodes and it took, uh, took two years wow. to make it because they tracked the actual renovation and everything takes forever. And then all the contractors and everybody, they're all dependent on one another. So if the electrician doesn't show up on time, which they never do, now all of a sudden the drywall guy can't come in and patch up the walls. And then the taping and plastering guy, he can't show up and he has another job booked. So now we're going to lose that guy for another week. And then the next thing you know, it's going to start next month. And it's going to start next month. So like the, 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 the old saying of it's going to cost you twice as much and take twice as long is exactly right. So just be prepared for that. Would you do it again? No. <laughs> is this it life for is you too for short. now? Like, do you yeah, feel like is, this one is good? Yeah, like life is, I have no attention span. Life is too short. Like, is the house beautiful? Yes. Is it what we wanted? Yes. Would I have been just as happy in a fully finished house that I didn't have to worry about? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, I just don't think it's uh, uh, a great use of my time. It took so much time, you know, and all that time could have been so much more productive. That's why I have a hard time, like, getting drinks with people or just hanging out. Like, I'm just, maybe I'm just weird. But I have a really, really hard time doing things that I don't find in any way, shape, or form to be productive to my life. Like, what is this really going to do for me? Um, it's probably why I have, like, two friends. But, like, it is, uh, it, it is important. You know, to be cognizant of time. I I have to ask you this. Speaking of drinks, um, we watched the latest episode of of Million Dollar Listing. Oh, yeah. And you did a deal with Steve Gold. Um, And right at the end, you you snuck in for the extra percent on the commission. Like, can can you talk us through the thinking on that? And like, what, if anything, that's done to your guys' relationship? (laughs) He'll live. (laughs) (laughs) He got that penthouse deal and he sold it for $30 million. So he's fine. He's fine. I think that um, uh, the way that whole thing went down was like, you cannot, you you can't um, fault anyone for making a living and getting as much as they can for themselves. Right. So we were both incentivized. We want to sell the apartment. My buyer's only going to pay a certain price for it. I can't hold a gun to anyone's head. Okay. And I'll be fully upfront as well. I've never been somebody who's going to make more for myself and then not tell the client, like I want them to be upfront if they're uncomfortable with it. I'm not going to do it. Right? The client relationship is more important to me than a single dollar or many dollars. Um, but you know, I had an opportunity to take a larger commission and Steve had the opportunity to get the deal done sight unseen so that he could then go upstairs and get the penthouse listing. So it's like, 
teach their own a little bit. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, that was a solid move. You didn't know about that deal in his back pocket, right? No. I mean, look, oh, yeah, okay. No, but you know, he 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 was at the time anyway. He was living in the building. He was selling the building. You know, it wasn't lost on me that if he sold that apartment, then the developer would give him another listing or another one or another one. Like anytime yeah. you're on the sell side for a developer, you your your life is based on your ability to sell apartment by apartment. Sure. And if he didn't sell it or didn't get the deal done, then he'd have to go back to the developer and say, listen, it didn't work out. And even if it was my fault or my buyer's fault, the developer blames Steve. They blame right. the seller, right? They, they blame your agent. Well, you know, if I'd had a better broker, they would have closed. You know, maybe you shouldn't have taken them to that rooftop. Maybe you should have. Maybe, maybe, maybe. It's just how it goes. Yeah. 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 Well, listen, man, and, uh, I know you're busy. Thanks for letting us pick your brain a little bit. We, we had a bunch of listener questions that we wanted to throw at you. But I'll just throw one at you because um, a lot of our listeners are in that, that early stage of adulthood, right? Like picking careers, finishing school, whatever. For somebody who's just getting into real estate right now, what advice do you have for that person? I'd say you need to be prepared. Be prepared to really dedicate your time and your work. Okay? If you're getting into real estate brokerage, real estate development, real estate financing, whatever it is, it is a business based 1,000% on your ability to take initiative. The most successful people in the real estate business are the ones who wake up every single day and just go hard all day long. If you are not that type of person and you don't want to live that type of life, do something else. A thousand percent. You should do something else. It's not going to be for you and it's going to be really frustrating. And then you're going to waste a couple of years trying it and then you're going to go do something else and you're not going to get those years back. Hopefully, maybe you would have learned something. Um, But I didn't take a day off for my first three years in the business. Wow. 2008 to 2011. Um, And it... It really helped me, you know, because I saw that everybody else around me was, you know, going to the movies, going to the Hamptons. Now, granted, would I have done that stuff if I could afford it and I didn't live in a 200 square foot apartment in Koreatown? I mean, maybe, but also I wouldn't have been in that position probably. My whole life would have been different, Uh, but I can't change my circumstances. But the one thing you can change is your energy and your attitude towards it. So I can't change the fact that I didn't have any money and was in a shitty, shitty, shitty apartment and was terrified about paying rent every day. So fuck it. I'm going to bring positive energy to it. I'm going to be optimistic about the future because what's the worst that can happen? When you get, you know, we go to jail or die. So <laughs> I would always hope we were going to happen as long as I look up when I cross the road because holy shit, do people get hit by buses and cars here? Um, uh, uh, you know, and so uh, you really have to give it your all. But I kind of think that that's the same thing for. Anyone who's, hey, I'm going into the workforce, I'm graduating, whatnot, I want to be successful with my best piece of advice. Like, go hard and go all in. Anything you do half-ass is going to give you a half-ass return. And if you've ever seen someone with half an ass, it's just weird and awkward. (laughs) Sure is. Sure is. Um, Question, do you plan on opening other brokerages outside of the East Coast? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're 10 months old now. You know, we became legal in New York on October 1st. We just became legal in South Florida, well, Florida State. So our next markets are going to be in South Florida and we will branch and move from there. Awesome. Yeah. It's exciting. It. Well, I have my license, but I'm not ready to work every day for three years because <laughs> I've got two under two right now and I'm barely hanging go. on. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Oh, we're man. Gonna we're yeah, gonna we're going to get there. Ryan, thanks so much. This was awesome. I'm so glad I slid into your DMs. 
Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep up on you. And um, thanks for all the tidbits of just motivation and, um, you know, big money energy. <laughs> of course. <laughs> go, man. All right. Thanks again. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more adulting like a mother father. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Adulting. It was a little different, but I hope that you um, took something cool away from it. I want you guys to follow Ryan Sirhan on Instagram. It's Ryan Sirhan, S-E-R-H-A-N-T. And you can also check out his book, Sell It Like Sirhan and Big Money Energy. Um, And also watch Million Dollar Listing New York because it's such a good, and if you haven't, it's a fun binge because it's like, it goes on and on. So it's a continuation. It's a fun episode. I guess you call it an episodic, but it's reality. Unscripted. What's it called? Like when it continues on. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Anyways, Um, it's good. It's good. It's good. And then you guys, we're going to answer a bunch of your voicemails next week because we have plenty. But if you want to leave us one, uh, we'll get to it. It's 818-659-5142. And then feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love your support. We'll be back next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. New episodes drop every Tuesday right here, so make sure you tune in for all the goods.